Bang bang. You need to get your whole sports betting steez sorted the F out. I know what you guys are doing sitting at home on your couch, you know, your sports betting apps open, putting on, putting on multis with 25 legs. What is this, a fucking centipede or something? No, bruh, millipede? Get fucked. We don't need that many legs. You need to bet smarter, not harder. You feel me? Shout out to Gary V with very vague statements conning all these people into believing that he's helping improve their lives. Fuck that. We're really helping improve. Bet with Joel. Sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 5-0. And then you're getting all the sports betting advice sent to you. You don't need to do the research. Joel has an app. You download the app and he's just, he's going to send in what what bets to take? How much of your bankroll to bet on that bet? Which bookmaker has that bet at the best odds and why he thinks he's got the edge on the bookmaker? You guys are over there, you know, getting mad. What? Getting mad that eight legs didn't come through on a 55 leg multi. What? You're not gonna hit it, dude. Bet with Joel, plays the long game. Numbers don't lie. Go to his Instagram account, Bet with Joel. He's got graphs and everything showing you the trend of the Bet with Joel service. So sign up to Bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50, potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off your first week subscription. That's fantastic. Subscription services never offer 50% off, but if you listen to the Welcome to the Potty podcast and you've got that that little code there, woo-wee, 50% off. All right, believe that. Enter that. I think my printer just made, you know, some sounds while I'm trying to do, trying to do ad reads. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash Welcome to the Potty. Code potty exclusive 5-0 for 50% off. Also supported by Phoenix Fitness. FNX Fitness. Now, we're, we're in summer season. We're already here. So if your body is looking all fucked up like mine, that's your problem. You didn't have enough self-discipline to get in shape before summer. So now you have to go, you have to go to the fucking beach wearing a shirt like me. You're getting in the water. You're embarrassed of your body. Who needs sunscreen when you've got long sleeve t-shirts? And that's what, that's what you have to do if you're going to be sitting around there looking all sloppy because you didn't get involved with Phoenix Fitness in time. Get your creatine, get your protein, get, your, get all your supplements, get your, <clears throat> get your vitamins. You're going to be looking way better if you get involved with Phoenix Fitness. Hit the Instagram link in the uh, Welcome to the Potty Instagram bio or hit the link in the episode description of this Welcome to the Potty podcast episode and enter promo code WTTP. That stands for Welcome to the Potty. Promo code WTTP for 15% off all orders. Fantastic. That is beautiful. If you just want to support the show straight up, just go to welcometothepotty.com. Go to the store page. Buy yourself a Welcome to the Potty Butter Soft unsourced t-shirt. And these these shirts are so soft, bro so fucking soft I'm telling you this 
I um I wouldn't wear it while driving because it's so soft you might fall asleep right in it. Okay, you don't want to fall asleep while driving. They tell you to do this. They tell you to drink coffee while you drive when you're doing long trips or play loud music or have the windows down. You know, that fresh cold air hitting you in the face. Now, you're gonna have to do that on a short trip if you're wearing a Welcome to the Potty Unsourced t-shirt because these motherfuckers are soft, bro. Soft. You ever heard of cashmere? Feels like that ain't it. Much cheaper than cashmere. Get around it. All right? Now I think all we've got left to do is start the fucking show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. to the party bung bung it's your man claytron aka the big boss man aka the clumsy jeweler because i'm always dropping gems aka the milkman because i always deliver aka the phd podcast and the magnum pi podcast and the captain i'm here today with uh ryan and justin of the wormholes podcast What's going on, yeah, yeah. beautiful thanks doing? for coming in yeah thanks for having us man yeah no worries and um yeah i thought we'd we'd just off top start start talking about wormholes yeah um i've had a little bit of a listen um two major themes conspiracy and um mental health yeah so that's probably a yeah Yeah, was that what what was the idea before before you first recorded what was what was the idea of it um just to talk heaps of smack while also having some sort of substance Mm -hmm. that was really it like we just it started from us like every time we've hung out for the five or so years we've been friends for now, we just realized that we just riff incredibly well. Like we've just always had that natural knack to just be able to talk smack into the early hours of the morning. And then we were like, I wonder if anyone else would want to listen to that. Obviously, maybe not as much as what we are when yeah, we're we got like to rain it back. Twelve, yeah, 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 yeah. twelve drinks deep. Otherwise, anyone would, no one would understand what the fuck we're talking about. But we thought that that the basis of that and the ability for us to just like have such free flowing and easy conversation, mixed with our knowledge in certain things, could make something reasonably listenable. And I guess we're it's, yeah. it's kind of going okay. Yeah, yeah. it's gone right. Yeah. yeah, and you got onto the Ozcast network. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and how how did you did you organize that prior to the show starting or how did that work out? So I uh, met Andy through um, who's one of the main guys that runs it. No, Liam. Sorry, um, uh, I met Liam through going on the Bad Cast with Big Al because oh, Big yeah. Al is obviously who got me into comedy. So um, he asked me to come jump on the Bad Cast a couple of times with them. So then I met Liam through doing that. Liam was after going on the Bad Cast. He's like, you need to start a podcast, dude. You need mm-hmm. to start a podcast. Like you've got a natural knack for being able to fucking you know sound good in that kind of platform um you need to start it need to start it and then that's when i was we were obviously talking about we could probably do something um and yeah it's just kind of all snowballed from there so he told us well before we even started as soon as you get one up and running we'll host it for you oh yeah cool um so and it's been yeah it's took a lot of the stress work of getting us up and running do you know what i mean we were able to just uh record our content and then they handled the rest which was which was really cool yeah Yeah, it took fucking ages to settle on a name though yeah, like, right. Literally, how long would it take? Probably like eight months. Yeah. That so was the Wormholes, thing. <laughs> is that is that Donnie Darko? No, it's um actually a song by a band called Volumes. That okay, because you guys yeah. are big into music. Yeah. You guys are a bit more metal than I am, yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 But uh, so the whole thing starts from um, 
like this song in particular, we all love it. But like every time we were uh, we were at like a music festival or somewhere, if I had control of the music, I just put this song on all the fucking time. And it goes for seven minutes. Yeah, so there's like always there's idiot. always some guy fucking yeah, yeah, playing yeah. the same song yeah. no matter where he's at. Fucking and so it. then that became a joke about like how I'm just always fucking playing wormholes to the point that I made a Spotify playlist and I added wormholes like 15 times <laughs> yeah. and then sent it to the boys and was like, "Oi, I've got this sick new playlist," and they were like, "You're a fucking idiot." And then so it became such a thing that one day we were sitting there, we're like, oh, we're so keen to start this podcast. What the fuck are we going to call it though? And then all of a sudden, like almost together, like a lightning bolt, we're like yeah. fucking wormholes. Yeah, dude. right. I think before that, it was what, somewhat? We, we, we were going to go with somewhat podcast. Yeah. It yeah. Was like, I don't even know where that where, where Well, that because we were from. saying that like somewhat slaps. That's oh, what yeah. Oh, okay. Song, somewhat, somewhat slaps. <laughs> and then we we're just going to call it somewhat podcast. Yeah. But we weren't 100% settled on that yet. And then, you know, yeah, as soon as we thought of wormholes, yeah, we're if, like, if something doesn't chi right, you know, you're yeah. not going to yeah. go with it. Yeah. Like. And wormholes is good because it does not pigeonhole you to anything like unless you were trying to do a podcast about actual fucking wormholes yeah yeah, yeah. stephen but hawking's type shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about we're, physics like yeah, yeah. We're the furthest away so from much yet. fun to listen to yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? there's so, probably there is probably one that's like number one on the charts like, oh yeah just yeah, all no these doubt. scientists listening to it no, like yeah. have you heard the new fucking you know, the new, the, a the new, new scientific breakthrough have you made this week in labs out of georgia my books dude uh so yeah no it's um and it's kind of like the reason i think it's going well as well like obviously um you know uh ryan has such a uh, an amazing knack with all the editing the graphic design mm. stuff um and i'm just a fucking social media whore we've even survived like in the time of starting the podcast i had my facebook completely fucking nuked because of posting conspiracy shit yes yes i did um when you came back, I think I found out about that. Yeah, yeah. You, when um, you re-added him or something, when yeah. you're just like, who the fuck? Was the yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, did you delete me? I'm like, no, yeah, I, I was deleted. Yeah, deleted my whole fucking friends list. Uh, <laughs> and I've had my IG completely nuked as well. So like, there was like, I had over 2000 like friends on Facebook, um, had over a thousand followers on my last Instagram. They've both been fucking completely destroyed and we're still steamrolling along so right um i think if we can survive that we're uh we're obviously doing okay so we even we even actually had a youtube video censored it i reckon it was up for a total of like 13 minutes and then i got the email saying uh you've been got a copyright strike or a hate speech strike oh shit um and like <coughs> what was it? it was the one about 9 11 about george 9/11, bush yeah so and like, that's hate speech i guess reckon, youtube's an american company that's what they so do yeah. is they just like sense anything by calling it hate speech yeah right so. i just get like the uh the intro song copyrighted every every week but oh, what interesting song do you use it's uh it's called welcome to the party by uh no it's called what's it yeah welcome to the party by party next door okay. and they and automa- the algorithm automatically finds that just picks it up and oh, it's you know, you, you know what you should do just lower it one semitone slow it down by like five percent and it won't get it yeah yeah but what if it doesn't sound as good yeah get- well that's the risk you take man that's uh, the risk you take it's only it's only the like <laughs> Like the clips, I don't have it in there for, so it's only the full episode, uh, okay. which doesn't get as many views anyway. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But still, that'd be funny. Like if you did that and it didn't sound too bad, and then when you start the episode, be like, "Fuck you, copyright dogs!" <laughs> yeah, if you wonder why that sounds they like a different speech sense anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they hate the way you've changed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Um, and you're, speaking of music, you're you're in a band. Yeah, so I've just started a band this year actually. So yep. I was a solo artist since. 2013 or 2012 and released two EPs and a whole bunch of singles, a couple of music videos. And then probably about the last song I released would have been probably in 2018, I reckon. Okay. Uh, And then I kind of went, all right, like, I think it's about time that like I focus on other areas of my life 
like um like working and just like developing as a human being yep and then this year i kind of came back with my housemate and we're like all right let's do it um we've got about nine songs like demoed ready to go yeah six um, so it's just you you two so it's just us two yep. we're looking we've got a couple other people like in the scene because he works in live music he works at the festival center okay um yeah so he knows a couple of people like that, that are in this kind of heavy music scene and like you know, probably would want to join playing bass or drums or something like that. Yep. So we've written all the music, or I've written all the music, and then he mixes it and masters it and kind of stuff like that, and then we'll fill the band out for the live shows. Yeah, see. So, yeah, it's coming along, man. Like the Live uh, shows are coming back. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's what's really stunted us this year, mm. was like w w this year we were supposed to kind of write these couple of these two singles and then get them out there and then, like, start trying to find a band to play shows. But when coronavirus came around, it was just – completely completely hit everybody no one was playing shows no one was out there to talk to about joining the band yeah so we were just like fuck it let's focus on writing the music so yeah we wrote we've written nine songs or eight eight or nine songs yes yeah, we're gonna like slowly drip them out and do you do you are you like an at-home setup or do you go to a studio yeah so we, we've got a we've got a room in our house which is a studio yeah um but like i've also got stuff in my room too but yeah, I've, I've always written it all myself and stuff like that. When it comes to the actual like tracking the drums and stuff like that, that we don't have, we, yeah. we'll go to the studio. Yeah, right. But vocals and guitars and stuff like that that we've got at home, we always just do it at home. So, so you guys are like multi um, instrument. Yep. 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 So, wow. so, 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 what do you play? So I play guitar, um, and my housemate plays guitar, and I also do vocals. So I sing as well. And who does the drums? Um, we've got a, we've got a friend of his called Chris who's going to be coming on to record the, the oh, studio right. versions. Yeah, but I, I don't think we've actually settled on like a permanent member of the band to do drums yet. Yeah, we're still kind of looking, but we but our mate Chris is um, going to come on and record the the live versions for the studio. Mm. Yeah. And um, speaking of being stunted during coronavirus, you had to have a coronavirus wedding. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. So I was supposed to get married in October. Um, and then when the, not the, because we just recently had like a second wave, but the when they first, after we'd kind of come out of that March to June section, um, I think it was in July or so where we got a couple of random cases and they started bringing some restrictions back in. Um, and I told my partner, I was like, look, just ring the celebrant and that and find out my, my exact instructions were find out what our options were. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. Distinctly. <laughs> um, I get a phone call back about half an hour later. She's like this Saturday. And I'm like, <laughs> you're a fucking dick. Yeah, wedding this Saturday. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it. Like. And then she's like, and you could just tell that she was like fucking tunnel vision. And yeah. she was like, we can do this. I'll get that. She didn't even have a fucking dress yet. Dude. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, and fuck. then I was like, well, look, if you think we can pull it off and at the end of the day, it's like, this is your day. Like if you think that it's going to be fucking doable, then yeah. let's do it. And it was fucking awesome. It's kind of one of those things where in hindsight you go, if it was shit, no one could blame you. So you kind of had the pressure off. Yeah, that's mm. it. Yeah, like, yeah. You want it to go well, but because you've rushed it, no one's having any expectations whatsoever. They're just like, you know, wanted to be there for the, for the day. Um, and yeah, other than a few people, obviously that like, you know, we had to make miss out because we had to keep numbers down. That's probably the, the sad part. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to throw a big fuck off party this yeah. next year. Yeah, of course. Um, that way we can have every person and, and celebrate it, you know, after the fact. So, um, which is kind of like perfect for us. Like we're not too high. We didn't want anything high maintenance or flashy anyway. It wasn't going to be, it was going to be on the beach. That was really the only difference. We had it in a park instead of on the beach. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like we really downgraded too much from what it was going to be. It was really just a numbers issue and not being able to do anything after the 
wedding after the actual ceremony um, with everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with uh, with how it went down. It's been weird, man, because like me and you talk about this all the time. Like 2020 has been such a like um, tumultuous year, and and it's been so weird for a lot of people. But I mean, like I've gotten married. I had an amazing fringe run with with uh, Rudes and. Uh, and Jay Michael, we've started the podcast. Like, it's just, you know, it's hard for me to be like, oh, man, what a crazy year when yeah. Like, yeah. all this cool shit's been happening. You want to so. knock it, but at the same time, a lot of people are starting to build a lot of things this year. So it's mm. such a fucking contrast. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Kobe died, so... Yeah, yeah, still, a yeah. Still, still a write-off. Yeah, still a write-off. <laughs> yeah. In the worst fucking way. Oh, my like, God. You know, I, I still, like, sometimes think about it, I'm like... Did, is this fake? Is he well, on yeah, some, is he he on some really island with fucking Hitler yeah, and Tupac like, right How now? did this happen? Because like, I heard about the, the helicopter pilot on that one. I know we're going to get conspiratorial into okay, this straight here we away. Go. But I, I heard I heard like a theory, I guess. Okay. But the, the, the way that the helicopter pilot crashed was like extremely rookie, like extremely amateur. And this dude was like a professional pilot. Yeah. It's like supposedly it came like up over a mountain, but instead of like clearing the mountain, it went like straight into it. Yeah, but I guess... I guess it was super foggy, and I, I, I don't. I'm not a pilot, but I know that you've got to get your instrument rating, and this guy had that, yeah. and so you should be able to fly blind, essentially. But I guess, I guess the wind and the like, it was highly recommended not to fly like right. and cope like. Apparently, Kobe was just like trusted this guy's been flying for twenty year, like plus years. Yeah, he's like, we'll be fine. Let's yeah. go. We got to get to the game. Yeah, and the guy's just like, all right, and I guess he was probably confident in himself as well, and then just like shit itself because yeah. photos did leak of like the fucking the wreckage. Oh, do they really? Yeah, yeah like okay. uh, I guess Vanessa sued the police department because yeah. yeah, they leaked whoever was at the scene leaked pictures of like bits of body and right, stuff right, like right, that. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, which is pretty foul. But yeah, it's, <clears> it's just it just seems very um, I don't know, like. Too too rookie in my opinion. Yeah, Just, yeah. but like, look, we're I guess with the you know the age, the age of the children involved and stuff. But I guess like you know, there's Sandy Hook conspiracies and stuff like that. You know there's what? Conspiracy to everything, man. Honestly, we do this. We do this at the end of the show, but I'm gonna get into this now. All okay. right, all right. Let's because hey, we've up the it floor, up, man. Because uh, I feel I feel like we can we can go off on a few tangents. This is every <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, every um guest episode I. I try to do a, a quiz with the the guests. Yep, yep. And um, I did I did name the game, but then I didn't I didn't follow the rules really when I made the the quiz. So the name doesn't match the quiz, but we're going to call it the same thing anyway. All so right, all right. conspiracy theory of everything. Yep. So nice. it was going to be it was going to be a mix of conspiracy questions and Stephen Hawking questions. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But there's no Stephen Hawking questions. All right. Thanks. Fuck. That kind of makes us look, makes us look a little bit less stupid then. Yeah. Like. So what I've done because it's two of you guys, we're going to make it a chance to win a bit more than than usual for for the charity of your choice. Do you have a charity in mind? Uh yeah. I think we we're going to go with Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um. And that's oh. And that's my rookie setup in here. So that's one of the, uh, you know, sound absorbers falling off the... <laughs> you didn't tell me you had ghosts in the fucking <laughs> studio, <laughs> bro. The ghost is like, yeah, beyond blue. Fuck yeah, I'll get around that. We just started, Agreed. Like, we just started like nearing conspiracy talk and then shit's flying shit's off flying the fucking walls. walls and shit. Um, so what we'll do is $10... There's six questions. We'll do uh, a chance for $10 per question. Um, and then the sixth question will be, um, if you get that right, we'll just double whatever you're on. Oh, okay. so, you've, so you've got questions and answers ready to go. Yeah. Oh, sick. All right, let's do it. And then okay. like, because, yeah, the reason I'm doing this early is because with the questions, 
I don't know a lot about this stuff, so I might get you guys to elaborate if you if you know. Ooh, all right. All right. Um, all right done. So, for for your first ten dollars, what is the name of the alien race that comes from the planet Nibiru? Oh. Anunnaki. Anunnaki. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 10 bucks. Oh, look at that. Yeah, no, can there you, we go. Can you guys tell me about the Anunnaki at all? You're going to be able to be better at yeah. this than um, Supposedly, like, the Anunnaki are, like, the genetic uh, grandfathers of the human race. Right. So, from, from what it seems like, is, like, in ancient times, like, millions of years ago, they've come down and they've taken the... What are they, what's the Australopithecus kind of like, you know, Neanderthal kind of like more monkey before we were mm-hmm. developed and then they splice their own DNA into it. Right. Um, and then which kind of like has eventually led us to where we are now because there's a lot of arguments about uh, the the theory of evolution. Yes. And how, how are we so far advanced um, intelligence and uh, spiritually as well mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other animals. Yeah. And a lot of people were thinking that it's... Um, divine intervention i guess you want to call it right <clears throat> and what about have you heard I'm, I'm sure you guys have both heard of like what they said about the ancient egyptians having like we've got like six or five senses or whatever and like they had like 300 or 300 yeah. plus senses yeah. yeah yeah and so like that's what they say about like dmt and um whatever that that root is that like um Russell Ayahuasca. Brand, like Ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, that's what they say, like that gives you access to those additional senses that, yeah. that they say like we, we've kind of evolved down from that, not not yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy as well. They look at like in terms of like when they talk about possible like giants and stuff like that living in those times. Yep. Yeah, There's I mean, a lot of theories around some of the structures, like not just the pyramids, but a lot of the other monolithic structures like – and they're saying there literally wasn't equipment or anything at that time that could have lifted these stones or done these things and build them in the way that they were built in the time that they were built and all of those things. Mm. We were actually trying to look at like, how would we reverse engineer this with the kind of stuff that they had available to them back then? So I think that kind of leans into that theory as well about there being you know way more involved in terms of what was on the planet or what yeah. at those times. Mm. Well, there, there's, a, there's a South African dude on YouTube. I, f- I forgot his name. Like he's some, some doctor and he's got some, some channel. You'd be able to find it if you dig enough. But he kind of like goes into a little bit of like these fossils that he's found. Uh, and they're essentially like instruments, like tools that they would have used that kind of like, you know how like when you, you, you ding a bell, you ding a cup, and it like resonates. Yep. And you know how when something resonates on the right level, it'll keep resonating, like those singing bowls? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So essentially the way they were like like thought they were moving these pyramid blocks was they had these like essentially like these big wands that were like resonating at a certain frequency. Because scientists have already proved that sound waves can actually levitate like matter. Yeah, right. Um obviously we've only done it on like a small scale, like like a little metal block, and we're able to levitate that with a certain frequency. But if you find the resonant frequency of anything, you can move it. Yeah, right. So they had these like little tools that we don't know how they were like electrifying them or sending through the resonance, but they'd match the resonance of the, that block, the size of that block, and be able to move it. And isn't there like a theory about water channels beneath Egypt that developed some type of energy as well? Like they, it was complete 
self-sufficient technology and like they were getting essentially electricity from these water channels yeah, and yeah i think there's, i think it would be like a combination of that or, or a lot of these different kinds of things yeah working in tandem but that, that's when it starts going back to like the whole atlantis thing yeah know? right yeah. yeah and it starts going back like how they would have had like a lot higher technology like spiritual technology than what we do um but then when like a great cl- cataclysm came around whether it was like the the flood of noah or whatever the you know, thing is, mm. uh, and it was all wiped out and lost. Okay. Yeah. And <clears throat> while we're on Egypt, um, aliens, uh, are you guys at all of the belief that aliens had something to do with the pyramids? Yeah. I mean, again, it's a tough one. It's like, a, it, it's, it's hard to know whether, again, it was just like, as we said, more that there was, I mean, whether that technology that they had had something to do with an alien mm. presence or, um, there, there has to be something more than what we know to it, whether that's specifically aliens or just a presence of something else that obviously we don't know of today. I think it, I think it would have to be something yeah. to do with it because where the pyramids are aligned, they're aligned to the uh, to a point where like it exactly, um, what's what's the word? It exactly aligns with a certain star system. Oh yeah, I've heard something well. like that. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know how <laughs> how would, they how would have they have done that, that to the to, and it's like the way that it's aligned is within like the nth of a degree. Yeah, like we, we, we couldn't even do that with our technology now. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, the more you dig into this stuff, like he was saying before, giants as well, the more you dig into this stuff, like you'll find like the Smithsonian Institute over the years has like um, buried these giant bones or they've like, they've been found and then like they've, they've excavated and they've gone, oh shit, these giant bones, blah, blah, blah. and then the Smithsonian Institute will come and go like, hey, we'll take that where the Smithsonian using their name and then they'll, they'll hide it. Right. They would never bring it out. Okay. And you guys are, I don't know if it was your most, I was listening yesterday, so I don't know if your show drops on Fridays. Yeah. Friday mornings or? Yeah, Yeah, Friday Friday morning. Yeah, so it might have been been your most recent episode. You were talking about like people have been requesting alien episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how much research goes into each episode? Or does it just depend on what you're talking about? Sometimes zero. Yeah, sometimes yeah. zero. Because obviously, like, that's yeah, well, it's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Um, that's why we want to. We haven't done one yet because, like, it's something where I haven't done enough. I haven't done as much as Ryan, and it's it's something that you, like we've said, um, on the podcast, you can easily sound fucking stupid mm, if you don't yeah. bring something. And like, uh, the waters have been so muddied with UFO and and alien theories that you have to make sure that you're being very clear and concise and that this is this person's recount or whatever yep. because you'll get about 50. Like if you look through all the whistleblowers and stuff over time, everyone has similar themes but very different stories. So you, there's no real like parallel line that you can draw through the entire and give something that's 100% concrete about it. So you're only really then trying to give the best uh, explanation of people's recounts and you know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise... Because more than other, you know, when you're talking about when you're talking about 9/11 or Sandy Hook or whatever, these events that are like, you know, you can we know all the 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 things about, you know what I mean? Like the the what's the word I'm looking for here? Like it's all normal human stuff, right? It's so down like to earth. You know, stuff. It's down yeah. to earth. Yep. So you can uh, you can analyze it knowing the knowledge that you have about the way that the world and society and whatever it is works. Because when you're talking about that stuff, you're, everything has to be with a grain of salt because you actually don't fucking know. You've never seen anything yeah. with your own eyes. So it's very easy to just, if you're just regurgitating shit that you haven't really sort of looked through or tried to find the stuff that seems the most concrete based on the, you know, the uh, 
where they worked and things like that, then you can easily just lose people. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure, and it's just hard, man. We both work full time. So trying to find, and then do the podcast and then have comedy and then you've got your band and you know I have a family. So trying to find the time to actually sit there and like watch all the documentaries and everything again to be able to bring something that is as hard hitting as we want it to be. So that's why we're just kind of waiting until we're really prepared for it so that we can do yeah. it, do it yeah. justice. Did you watch the Bob Lazar one? Yeah, you did. I didn't. I didn't watch all um, of it. Do you mean the Joe Rogan Bob Lazar one or no, the Bob Lazar documentary? Bob Lazar documentary. documentary. I haven't seen I'm the documentary. A, no, I'm not no. a huge Rogan fan. To yeah. Be okay. Yeah. All right. Fair so enough. So I um probably like two years ago, I was listening to as much as I, like he puts out too much content for yeah. me because yeah. I like to listen to other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but I would I'd try and like just listen to as much as I could, and I just I get that he's a smart guy and he he knows he knows a bit but i just feel like he thinks he knows everything about everything yeah okay. and he doesn't sort of um he doesn't slow down to say like you know i don't you know i'm not a professional i don't really know about it like he just kind of spits yeah. everything as fact yeah. and i just sort of like um i don't know is the just, you reckon it's the overconfidence it could be yeah, like okay. he's yeah he's clearly super confident but yeah, yeah there's just, I just got to a point where I was like, fuck, this, this guy's like doing my head in. Yeah, See, okay, whereas for me, enough. I've kind of lost uh, my interest a little bit because of the- Spotify merger? Um, yeah. No, well, not even, that. that is one that thing. That is a part but, of it, yeah. But for me, it's that when when I first started listening to him, and so we, I don't know what he's up to now, What's, what episodes he up to? Like 1,600 and yeah. something or something. So oh, like, I remember know. when he did his first Alex Jones one, um, like back at like 9-11, I think it was, perfectly. Um, and just the way that he has sort of slowly transitioned into being way more devil's advocate about that stuff, like and laughing at the laughing at people that are wanting to ask questions more than you know whatever, like and always focusing on the the people that are outrageous instead of saying that. Whilst there are people that are outrageous with theories, there's a lot of questions that should be asked about a lot of you know yeah. fairly standard stuff. And I feel like he used to probably, I think I feel like he used to call out like the super like just bullshit stuff he would he would call people out on the yep. show yeah. which was good and now he sort of like lets it go like he yeah. let he really let Kanye just be Kanye and I was just like you know what you're getting with Kanye but also like the reason we want to see Kanye on Joe Rogan is for him to be like hey dude what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. that's right. Yeah. yeah, and then he wasn't. He just yeah, he wasn't. Like had this like great time. Yeah, yeah. I only I watched about fifteen minutes of that, and I was like, "This is garbage." Whereas, yeah. like, yeah. I think if he was on two years ago, three years ago, it probably would have been a, a more listenable. And I, I saw that in the comments from a lot of people being like, "I could not survive that for." Mm. And that's what I mean. It's becoming. I feel like it's way more commercial now than what it was. Yeah. But before, I felt like you went to that podcast to get a really good take on a lot of things. Whereas now it just seems like a fucking jerk fest and that's yep. not what I'm, I don't have any interest in that. I'm not going to sit there and listen to two hours worth of just him and his guests fucking beating each other off. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, that's it. It's too agreeable in a, in a certain way. Yeah. Like you need to be able to like, if you think, you can see him thinking, no, nah, that's bullshit, but he doesn't like then voice himself anymore about that. He doesn't go like, he doesn't even go, no, nah, hold a minute. He just goes, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. And you guys mentioned on your latest episode, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, so I this was actually the first time I'd heard this phrase, but controlled opposition. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So 
the the idea and why we think that about people like Alex Jones and and possibly Joe Rogan and, and a lot of these people that are sort of fringe and can you just pop me another uh, young blood? Absolutely, Crystal Ale websites live youngblood.beer. Oh, that that's hey, what we need. That we make sure, crack make sure you get around it. We always crack cans on in front of the microphones, but that sound is also oh, that's a good idea oh, actually. Good yeah, go well. on, give it a crack. Let, let, let's give it a rating. Let's give it a rating. Okay, we'll go one after the other. Because you because you got to rate it on crispness, like how crisp the pop is. Okay. Like and, and the fizzle and the fizzle. Yeah. All right, you go first. All right. Oh, that was good. Ooh, it had some bass to good. it. Yeah. All right, round two. Oh, and oh. it got me in the eye. <laughs> and you always had an extra layer of shit yeah. in the middle. Like, right fuck, it's yeah, got that, that was that was lengthy. The young lads got, got diversity, mate. Fucking hell. Oh, I love drinking beers at fucking ten a.m. I tell you what. Yeah, um, I'm not afraid. But yeah, so like the. Controlled opposition is a good tool to use to basically, like we said with the the UFO stuff, the reason it's so important because there would be so much controlled opposition stuff where basically what you do is you get someone and you go, here's three truths and here's four lies Mm -hmm. and that's your story, right? So then when they um, go out and they tell everyone that story that is half true and half false, then it's very hard to verify because they've completely, you know, destroyed the truths of that by padding it with all of those lies. Right. Yeah. So imagine you do that with people that like, you know, when they know conspiracies exist and maybe they and they will, so they will send someone out and go, you're allowed to talk about this. You're allowed to talk about that. You're allowed to talk about this, but you're also going to tell people that this is a thing. That's a thing, whatever. Right. So let's say for example, you know, you're allowed to talk about nine 11 and, and Sandy hook or whatever, but you're also going to be a real fucking a heavy flat earther and something else. Like say something like that. Yeah. So uh-huh. then, People are going to instantly be like, "Well, this guy's a fucking psychopath." So you're you're creating that um, distrust in that person, even though they're actually giving you good information. So yeah. they're questioning the good information because they're padding it with shit that most people think is a load of crap, right? right. So, um, and it, look, it's it's tried and tested, and that's why. Um, you know, when they've coined the term conspiracy and they make people sound like they're fucking lunatics for for looking into this stuff. But it's like, like we say on the podcast all the time, is that we don't think that there's like anything is 100% true. It's just about asking questions about shit. It's about like, you know, we should be wondering why, for example, this fucking coronavirus shit, why yep. we're still like waiting for a vaccine and to before we can go back to normal life when it has a survivability rate that's so high and, and in particularly we've not seen any deaths in people under a certain age. Yep. Just that, like I just want us to be like, hey, that's a bit weird. Can we get some answers from the government who are the yeah. ones who are telling us that we need to do these things about why they think we need this to go back to normal life when it seems to be pretty chilled for most people. Mm. But then by doing that, people are like, oh, you're a fucking... Put your fucking tinfoil hat on. It's like, it, it just, why aren't we more inclined to be like, hey, this kind of seems a little bit weird. Can I get some more information about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But I'm a bit more on the, my, my disbelief isn't like, why would someone do that? You know, because of, I don't know what you guys think of the Holocaust. I think it happened. Oh, but, it's definitely happened. You know, yeah. these truly horrific things that humans have made decisions on. Um, like they, they do happen, but there's never, as far as I know, you know, there's never like a, a worldwide, you know, agreements. Like, I just don't understand. I just don't feel like everyone would agree to just have this coronavirus ruin their economies and lock everyone up for, when there's no threat of like, if there was a threat of an uprising or something, and then this like all of a sudden happened, I would kind of like be like, "Wow, that's 
weird, but like there's been no, you know, the closest thing to a revolution we have is fucking Russell Brand, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So I don't, like, I just don't know why, why the whole world would, all the world leaders finally agree on something and it's this where it's like, you know, it's really not that effective. Like we're in Adelaide, we're still going out and getting beers and yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah it just doesn't, doesn't quite make sense to me to be a, a worldwide conspiracy. Yeah. See the thing with, the thing with coronavirus is, is like, well, from, from what we can discern was it, it was always about the election. So the whole, the whole right. point of it was always about the American election. So where, where is this invisible enemy, this, this deep state or whatever you want to call them, they, when Donald Trump got, got, got elected, they lost power and he started dismantling the whole operation. Right? Right. So the whole point of, well, from what it seems like of this coronavirus thing was, was to be able to, it, it serves multiple agendas because everything's like a psyop, like a psychological well, just operation. To, like. Just to jump back quickly, if you look at it from this angle as well, there is a very big belief that if Trump hadn't won in 2016, we'd be in a we'd be in another world war right now. So the un, the idea was that coronavirus was the replacement for a war that they couldn't create anymore. So if you look back and and what was happening in the lead up to the 2016 election, it was tension with Iran, tension mm-hmm. with Syria. That was all you were hearing, and this is why we talk about the whole on the podcast all the time about the coronavirus is now what terrorism was for the last 20 years, right. right? So the same way that the news tells us about, you need to be scared of it, you need to make sure you're doing these things, increase security measures, all of those things that we're hearing now about coronavirus, they've just replaced the word terrorism, which now we're suddenly not hearing about anymore. Yeah, right. So they, <laughs> the idea was that they want a global reset, right? So they want to basically bring us into this new phase of like, you know, resetting the economy for the world and let's let's organize this one world government this climate agreement all of these things that they're trying to bring as like a one world organization the thing that they wanted to use to start that was a war because then they could blame the economy crash and the infrastructure being destroyed and you know economies being deleted by the fact that there was this war happening the idea is is that coronavirus is being used in the same way and that's right. why people okay. are saying you're, you're talking about this virus that isn't even really killing anyone, like on a massive scale, like you made it seem like it was going to. So they're trying to use that as the preface, like, oh, we've, you know, the economy's crashing and, uh, you know, we need to band together and, and bring in all of these new implementations. And obviously, the as it pertains to the US election, that's why the mail, the voter fraud stuff is being discussed at the moment, because what they did is they said it's not safe to go out and vote. Uh, you need a mail-in vote. That's the only way that you can protect yourself is by mail-in voting. Now, obviously, if you're going to try and target an election to to you know create fraud, the best way you can do it is by manipulating mail-in the ballots, mail-in right? Ballot. Right. So that and that's what's happening right now. Like literally, as of this week, there's been a massive lawsuit that started where like Texas is suing like 19 other states for like election interference based on they think that there was manipulation of the, the ballots and that there was like, um, you know, integrity issues at all the voting centres. So yeah. that's literally the, the timeline of events of why we believe that there's more fuckery with why they would do the whole coronavirus thing. Um, so for America specifically, it's about the election, but for the world, it's about they couldn't make the war happen because America was going to be the integral part of that. And as we've seen with Trump... You don't think, you don't think that there would be a single world leader that would sort of disagree with that and like voice that or you think that well, that's look, that's a part of that it's, thing it's where like the, the deep state threatens them and yeah i think there's a lot of people that are um a part of it like they're complicit with it 
Uh, and then there would be a lot of people that aren't. The problem with exopolitics or geopolitics is you can't make decisions. Let's say if you're the king or the president of like Morocco, mm. you can't make a decision to go this way when the rest of like the Middle East around you is going this way because then you'll like essentially like fuck your own country over. Right. So you, it's, it's almost like people have got, have, have got to navigate their own, like a, their own little way through this maze with their friends. But then as it's, as it's coming along, the deep state are getting outed left and right. And then um, all this information is coming out. Like there's a video with that voter fraud stuff. There was a video that came out of um, at like three in the morning when all the ballot counters had gone home. Mm-hmm. Um, one lady was, was there still and she pulled a briefcase out from underneath the table and started scanning through ballots like at, by herself at like four in the morning. Now, the problem with the election was is on, on, on the night before everyone were, like, went to bed, CNN turned off their coverage and everything like that, Trump was winning. Could like, you not? Could you not stage that video? You, you that's that's the thing with deep fakes and AI and like video editing. You you could stage anything. You, yeah. you, you you could put your face on Donald Trump and say it's you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just and that's the thing. That's why everything's grain of salt. Yeah, that's why it's like you know what do you believe? Because like we were saying before, there's a lot of controlled opposition. There's a lot of people that know the plan. Has there ever are, been in terms of controlled opposition? Has there ever been someone that's come out and been like, hey, listen, there's more to this shit. I know they've tried to do blah blah blah. And then they've gone missing or whatever. Oh, oh dude. so many. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. If you look at any, if you ever have a chance to just go and look for podcasts that refer, like will have Clinton body count in the in the title, you will find that there is for a perfect example. Right? There's a guy called Anthony Weiner who was his wife, uh, Huma Aberdeen, was um, Hillary Clinton's chief of staff when she was Secretary of State through the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Um, his laptop got seized by the FBI. And uh, they found fucking hectic shit, like disgusting, filthy fucking kids Snuff involved shit. shit. Yeah. Nine out of the 12 people that witnessed that laptop are all dead. That is a 100% fact. Anyone who's listening right now can go and search Anthony Weiner's laptop and you'll find articles from reputable sources that will show you that nine out of the 12 people that seen the laptop are dead. The three that are alive are Hillary Humer and Anthony Weiner, whose laptop it was. So every single prosecutor who has looked at this laptop has died in mysterious circumstances. That's just one core example of the Clinton body count and there are hundreds. And we we believe that um, Epstein's one of them? Um, as all well, that's a whole other separate thing. Yeah. So that's another. So the 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 whole Epstein thing is more like a blackmail operation where you know he runs this private island party island type thing where you know prominent politicians and things like that go and fly to this island. What we believe is it's not so much that they you know go over there with the belief that they're going to be fucking doing dodgy, disgusting shit that you could drug them and put them in precarious situations. And then when they come to out of being drugged, you're like, hey, we own you now. These are the policies that you're going to push. These are the things that you're going to do. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's where man. that's why you see, um, like the perfect example is when you look at what does Hollywood and the music industry and like all of the people that are linked together, like what are they fighting against or what are they not happy with, right? So when you look at, and you know, the mainstream media and everything as well, the, th- the first thing that made me, because when the when Trump first ran for president and uh, I was kind of like, this just seems like a fucking shit show. The only thing that made me start to wonder what was going on was when the mainstream media 
have been absolutely relentless in their attack of him. Like I've never seen another person in the world. And when you look at the themes of that happening in the past, there's normally something to it, yep. right? If they are being so relentless on how much of a piece of shit this person is, there might not be a piece of shit because they have notoriously shown their hands before. And if you look at just the Obama administration uh, in terms of like, you know, the amount of bombs they were dropping and, uh, you know, drone striking children's hospitals and then lying about it in the media and then uh, end up coming out and having to say, yeah, sorry, we had to lie about it to protect people. Like things that they just don't get coverage at all, but if you look deep enough, you find. And yet every cover of Time magazine, Obama's just smiling, looking like the most like, you know, loved man in the world. And yeah, he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. You know what I mean? like and yet he dropped more bombs than any president in the history of the US. Like how do you win a fucking Peace Prize for causing more chaos and destruction than anyone that you that you followed. So that was the first thing that started making me go, what's actually going on here? Why are they, because no one hated Trump before he ran for president. Everyone watched the fucking, what's it called? The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Yeah. Like they, Everyone thought he was a goofy dude with a hairpiece, but no one thought he was this yeah. fucking no one he was racist, dictator. misogynistic, sexist thing like pig until the minute he announced he was running for president, it was yeah. just an all out assault. But hasn't he sort of leaned into that? Well, I think he had to in a yeah. way because there was... Uh, you know, the the thing was is that a lot of people woke up to the shit that we're talking about with the Clintons and so like the, you know, about one of the big things that happened with them is they were finding out about the way that the Clinton Foundation were like embezzling money when the Clinton Foundation was going into places like Haiti after the earthquake and like there to help them people started waking up to like the fact that there's a the really good documentary called Clinton Cash which talks about how they got billions of dollars funneled into the Clinton Foundation to help Haiti after the earthquake, the massive one in 2011, I think it was. Um, and they yeah. built like one house. Right. They, they built like one house out of those billions of dollars. So things like that that were known leading into the election is is kind of the reason why people are like, well, even though the media is telling me Trump's a fucking all of these things, I actually have seen evidence around the shit that fucking Hillary's been doing, plus Bill's flying with Epstein to this fucking dodgy private island and doesn't want to answer any questions for it. So Trump was the fucking lesser of two evils in that regard. Yeah. Um, and all the things that have come out about him that they've tried to, you know, the like him colluding with Russia ended up being a load of shit. That Stormy Daniels fucking thing, he ended up like winning that case. Um, they've just tried everything to try and discredit this yeah, man. So it's like, so what are they afraid of then? Because if he was just another one of these oligarchs that is trying to fucking keep us in wars and everything like we believe the 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 other side of the coin have been from George Bush even as a Republican and then Obama and, and then obviously Hillary trying to take over um there has to be something different about him and that's what gives me a belief that the reason that they because if he was just going to be another person that was doing those things then they would have just propped him up like they did Obama or, or Hillary or anyone else why why um he just it just doesn't seem like he would be the guy that wants to um, sort of make that change. See, like, that's the thing. He 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 himself isn't. So he like like um, he gets groomed like yeah like Delia's kids. He doesn't. I, I don't. I don't know if it's like he gets groomed <laughs> per se, but he he's essentially like the face of a of a of an international uh, cooperation um, to overthrow and and reinstate the, like, a fair world, actually. Okay. Um, it seems like they needed someone to win, like, they needed someone who could win a popularity contest, right, mm -hmm. in a way, because they, if they just put another 
stone-faced shit politician against Hillary and the machine that was the mainstream media and everything else, and they wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah, right. Right? They needed someone that was going to shift. That was going to shift the game. Disrupt. And it was enough enough of a. um, And and that's what he did when he went on to those, uh, you know, uh, debates and everything, and was just fucking being ruthless. People got on board with that and that's what they needed. But so it's not him that's championing it because the idea is if you look at what we were saying about, you know, these, we believe it's a military operation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about the these generals that have been working under these administrations where they've just been watching everyone under them go and get led to slaughter in the Middle East for, for what? For the poppy fields, for the gold, for the oil, where they go over there under the pretense of like changing this horrible regime, but then completely destroy all the infrastructure and and just ruin families. Yeah. Um. So I, the belief is that it's the generals behind that have been living through that last twenty years that have gone. We've had enough. We need a change at the top. Um. So that they would have approached Trump and said, "Look, here's the plan that we've developed. Right. That you're going to go in, and they need someone who's going to be able to handle it. Right. And what if? So, so what if? Um. I love, I hold on, sorry, I just want to interrupt you. Again, every, every fucking time, man, shit just gets so fucking We didn't so even come here thinking we were going to get into this, but yeah, we did. But, but it's Saturday morning. This, is, this, is Anu, this, this started with Anunnaki. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, now, we're now on um, Trump. But I'm just, I'm just interested because this isn't the kind of shit that I would like... I wouldn't like willingly Google this shit. Yeah, so. this is what we love though, because it's we're agreeable on the podcast, right? So yeah. it's nice being on a podcast where someone's kind of like casting shadows of doubt that we can then try and you know dig ourselves out of without being like, well, well, I don't know about that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to have that person kind of playing devil's advocate. But, it, but it's all so it's all so complex. Yeah. Like oh the yeah. Whole of course. Situation of course. is like it goes it goes into energy, it goes into technology, it goes into government, it goes into education, it goes into literally every aspect of life they've found some way to, to, to fuck around with yeah so it's well I guess they have if, if if you want it to be that deep like you have to you do yeah because yeah. otherwise like otherwise we would all know the truth yeah yeah that's it man uh, and yeah I, I'm by no means do I just think that everything in the world is all fucking gravy and yep. like but yeah, yeah things yeah. like like Sandy Hook I'm just like fuck like I just, I just don't have it in me to believe that they, that, that they were child actors and, yeah. and stuff like. Yeah. Just, yeah. And that's yeah. a very yeah. weird one. I don't know. But yeah. the one that I do know a lot about, though, is the is the Port Arthur. So I have a very big belief that Port Arthur was actually used because we had gun control laws implemented immediately after yep. uh, the Port Arthur massacre. And if you look back at what happened around that time and before that time, Tasmania was the only state that didn't want to bring it in already. So, And there's a guy called uh, Barry Umbridge, I think, Barry um something or other, who actually came out in like two or three years before the massacre happened and said, we're not going to be able to have uniform gun laws in Australia until there's a massacre in Tasmania. That is a documented sentence that he said. And then three or four years later, this guy who has no military training, who's a complete fucking kook, manages to walk into this cafe and like precision shoot 30 people in the fucking head and like it's just all and then what happens immediately afterwards is that Australia all hands in their guns and the reason why that is something that's weird is because we have then seen whether it's Sandy Hook but Sandy Hook's probably one that I don't know as much about but a lot of the other ones like the Vegas one that happened and whatever they have plot holes like you wouldn't believe 
And the whole thing's been the same. Every time a massacre happens in America, and if you go back and actually look at them all together and look at what was the shooter, what was their ethnicity, what was the motive, what did they talk about before, what did they like, you know, make it seem like this person was interested in, and what did the news do immediately afterwards? And when you turn on the news and it's just, we need gun control in America, we need gun control in America, it follows that same script that I believe happened here in Australia, except they just didn't do it so easily for us. We had this massacre happen. Everyone went, yeah, no worries. Have our fucking guns. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost like they've tried to replicate that over and over again. There's just so many, so much less of us than over there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and our, we're and just not, not as strongly like gun focused no. either. Like we just don't give a fuck. But yeah, this is the exactly reason right, why man. they are gun focused is because they, the, the whole reason that that amendment exists is because it's about being able to rise up against a tyrannical government. That's yeah. the whole reason it was written in the first place. It's the right to bear arms in case your government gets so fucking corrupt that you need to fucking take to the streets. But there's just, but like that's all well and good when your government has muskets. Yeah. But like when your yeah. government's got like F-16s and you know, but see, that's the difference. Drones what, and shit. What's happening now is a lot of the military and a lot of these soldiers, they're being told the truth about what's happening, right? Mm. And they're being shown that, all right, this, 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 this whole world is essentially not what you're led to believe it is. So they're not going to like, they, ma- they may control high positions of like generals and governors and stuff like that in certain militaries, but the people who are actually going to be going and executing these, the, the, just the foot soldiers, they're, they have no idea. They, 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 they well, either, they either have awake. no idea or they're awake to it and they go, we're not doing it. So imagine that. So all of a sudden the gun in your house does become important if half your military or three quarters of your military is going, I'm not going to go in and kill civilians just because they're dissenting against your fucking shit policies and whatever else. Mm. Like, fuck it, I'm on their side. So that's why they don't want the people to be armed because if the people are armed and then you've also got the military dissenting, which is a very real possibility, all of a sudden them in their ivory towers aren't so safe either. If half the military is, is then turning on the people that are trying to order them to go in and, you know, kill or put civilians into internment camps, and then you've got civilians all with a handgun or, you know, AR-15 or whatever it is, well, suddenly you're not winning that battle. Mm. So Mm. the only way that, but if you have everyone disarmed or with a fucking shitty handgun with a tiny magazine, and then you've got half your military still willing to do it, well, then you have a way better odd of winning that civil war if it happens again. Yeah, right. And that's that's the whole thing. Like, there's a lot more depth to that theory that the, um, the reason why... They've done it with the Trump way as well in trying to win office and slowly feed this information to the people is because if shit just hit the fan and you've got a percentage of the population who are completely on the side of, say, the Hillary and Obama administrations and then all the Trump supporters, there's going to be way more blood in the streets than what we've seen with the Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter. Mm. That's not what they want. They That's the whole thing. That's why we haven't been in wars for the last four years since Trump's been in power because that's not the game anymore. Right. It's actually yeah. about trying to fucking make people aware of what these regimes have actually been doing in the last however fucking long. And if you go back and the thing we talk about, and I'll never stop talking about this, is a thing called Operation Northwoods. To give you an idea of the level of fuck that the government, this is a declassified document that you can go and read on the the CIA website. Operation Northwoods was basically when there was the tension with Fidel Castro back in the 80s. -hmm. They planned an operation where they were going to shoot down an American airline with with full of American civilians and then blame it on Cuba so that they could go and intervene war there. And that is a declassified document that anyone can go and read. So all you have to do is go, well, hold on a second. If that was a plan that they didn't end up executing because they ended up going a different route with the tension with, with Fidel, 
then why is anything hard to believe? If yeah, they were right. literally willing to shoot down a plane on American soil and go, oh, that Fidel, we better go over and get him, then nothing is really that far-fetched. And then they, they ended be. up running two planes into a building. Yeah. Yeah, right. So look, at the end of the day, what I think his and my like idea of it is, we just want the world to be fucking fair, yeah, and to to be transparent, so that everybody gets a fair shot. So so Michael over there gets a fair shot, and the 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 kid in Ethiopian village gets a fair shot. That's what you want. You want to you, and and things like electricity and water, uh, clean water and and food. They they should be a human right. They shouldn't. You shouldn't have to. You know, like carry. Be lucky enough to born in yeah. a certain part of the fucking yeah. world to get it. Mm. You know, and like, we could fix all. Of, like we have the 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 ability to fix all of the world's problems if people actually gave a fuck. Oh, and, yeah. and the technology to do this stuff too that's been suppressed. But we're not going to go down the technology route. Yeah. But like we've had things that can desalinate ocean water to make drinking water. We've had things like uh, free energy devices which use like magnetics and like the ether of like. The, the universe itself to like produce unlimited energy. So like more in how with like a, like a lawnmower, let's say you put in petrol and you get a certain amount of time out because it's, it uses more energy than it gives. Yep. It's the opposite. So it uses less energy to run itself. So it's essentially going to run forever and give you, for, give you energy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've had these technologies for a long time. Like celery. Like celery, that's it. <laughs> celery, celery powered windmills and shit, man. Like, <laughs> but like we've had this technology to change the world for a long time and it's been purposely suppressed. Like even, I think it was like Henry Ford um, developed the hydrogen engine back in like 1903. And then and someone bought it out. Someone bought the patent out or said to him, hey, we'll buy that off you and we'll develop it further. And he's like, yeah, no worries. And then they, he, they gave it to him, him thinking, all right, sweet, I'm about to change the world with this new hydrogen um, engine. Um, and then you never hear of it again. Mm. So and that's all you have to look at, you know, what they've done with. And again, there's always arguments about like electric cars and whatever, but even just like solar power, we should have been miles and miles and miles ahead of the game in terms of when we first developed the ability to harness the power of the sun. And when we actually are now at a point where we're starting to introduce it on a larger scale, we could have done that instantly. But when you've got people in control, like the, the, the oil moguls and, and whatever yep, else, yep. they don't want that because they want to protect their fucking money earner. So again, you don't need to look at conspiracies and such to know that these people are worried about lining their fucking pockets and not what's good for society to know that it's not far-fetched to think that they could also be doing these kinds of fuckeries to continue to increase the level of control and the level of um, you know keeping us dumb and, and just working as slaves for them so that they can continue lining their pockets because that's what it is essentially at its core. You know, mm. It's just about the benefit of the 1% and shitting on the rest of the fucking 99. And that's why- And these, the world itself and the earth yeah, itself. Yeah, and mm. the, that's why these countries that could be- I mean, look at Akon going over to fucking Africa and like- being someone who went, fuck it, I'm going to use my wealth. And I, and he's powered millions of homes. Econ City. If he That's could it. fucking do that, then, <laughs> then the governments on whatever in control 100% have the fucking power to yeah. actually make a difference. I mean, look at the bushfires here. Look at the Red Cross. They got billions of fucking dollars. And then all the people were like, I haven't had a cent. My home's gone. My fucking car's gone. Yeah. My life's gone. And yeah, I haven't that, seen a fucking That was cent. pretty sick. And, yeah. Uh, Celeste Barber or whatever that raised yeah. all that money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everyone donated to that, bro. Yeah, apparently she was taking them to court. I don't I don't know if it's happened yet or if, yeah. or if there's been an outcome. But, yeah, like the money just wasn't going where it was supposed to be going. And that – so think about like, that on, on, like we said, with the Haiti, you know, Clinton Foundation. Those examples of what happened here with the bushfire and the Haiti – 
and anything to do with like the Red Cross and these massive organizations exist by the thousand, man. Like, and I always, just, I've always like, I've always had that opinion of charity and like this, like we've got a charity focus on the podcast and like give, give a lot to, to different charities. But when you do that, yeah, you don't know, you don't know how much of whatever you guys win today is going to go to Beyond Blue, no offense, Beyond Blue, but like, you, you don't know, never know, you yeah. don't know if that's going directly to someone's mental health treatment or if $1 does and 49 goes to the CEO. Exactly yeah. right, man. And the only reason yeah. that I pick Beyond Blue is because I have personal recounts of at least the people that have called them have got support yeah. Yeah. at the moment that they've needed it. Now that doesn't cost any money. So again, maybe the money isn't necessarily going to the right place. And uh, But if I know that one person's life has possibly been saved by able to call their line, and it's worth being able to pay those people that sit on yeah. those lines. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely not right. specifically calling out Beyond Blue. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have had people You just that don't know out. where your money's going. But I've and had people like, that have told me Beyond Blue are fucking yeah. whatever. Well, so they, they, they it, could it, very well be well above water, but a lot of these like Clinton Foundations and stuff we're mm. talking about are definitely not. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I hope to one day get to a point where instead of, you know, chucking a bit of coin at these places, I can actually do something myself. Yeah. To, to yeah, help make direct impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you, I mean, I've never sponsored a kid in Africa because I just don't think I that just it don't actually know happens. If, like this yeah. kid, the kid that I get a, sent a picture of, is that kid getting water or is another kid getting water or is anyone yeah. getting water? <laughs> you know, I would love to, and this is probably something that, you know, for between lots of podcasters and whatever else, I would love to actually set something up that is like, you know, something that we can control that is, you know what I mean? Like a not-for-profit organization that, you know, maybe it's not changing the world, but if we can start something that where we pick something that we want to focus on and that when we do these things like that, we know that, you know, and we try and get other content creators and whatever on board and say, hey, you know, this is for the alliance of the people that are doing these kinds of things that want to make a difference and mm. it's hard for everyone to pick their own individual causes. It would be cool that as these, because these things are becoming so big now, do you know what I mean? We're in this age of this kind of stuff, you know, everyone's making podcasts and whatever else. It would be cool to be able to, um, you know, make something for ourselves that we actually allow us to give back to the community. It's yeah. something that I've always thought about. It's a, there's a there's a really good one, uh, Adelaide-based. Um, it's more for women, but it's called Taboo. I don't know if you've heard about it. I think I have, yeah. So they, they, uh, they give female sanitary products to like... Um, young women in Africa, they get yes. periods and things yep. like that. And it's like, it's good to like know that that's like a small Adelaide based charity that, you know, people in charities, they need, they need money as well. Like they of need, course. they yeah, need yeah, salaries yeah. and whatever, but like, you know, as long as you're not getting a million dollar bonus at the end of the year and these kids are getting their tampons and whatever, that's, that's good for me. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. like that. But like when I, you know, when, Obama bails out the banks and they're all still getting, you know, multi-million dollar bonuses at the end of the fucking year. Yeah, that's, And see, that's, everyone else is losing, losing their jobs. That's that's pretty sick. So there you go. See, you, yeah, see, yeah. Yeah. see you're a bit see, of a, see, a, the, a conspiracy. No, because well, I, I liked Barack. I liked Barack. Yeah, so did I, man. So did I. But like, yeah. that doesn't mean that I, you, you just blindly agree with every fucking thing that happens when the guy's in there. Yeah. Like, I'm the same with, with Trump. I, I'm against Trump for the most part. Has minority employment gone up under Trump. Yes. Now, usually the first four years of a presidency is actually a result of the last four years of someone else's. Yeah. But like, you can't just, it's not a blanket that everything Trump's done is bad. No. Exactly right. And yeah. you just have to look at it again. You look at, 
those things that you just talked about with Obama and the things that we've mentioned aren't getting the same coverage. Whereas if if there was anything that was actually concrete that Trump was doing, it would be fucking wall-to-wall news. Mm. A perfect example is right now the Senate has just released- The one concrete thing he talked about was the wall, which actually never happened. No, and the thing is, if you look back at at, uh, Obama and and Clinton's thing, they all talked about the fact that they need to increase the security at the border. Mm. And one of the big things is, is that, like human trafficking, which is a massive thing that Trump has actually impacted positively in preventing. When they said about him detaining children and whatever at the border and how much of a monster he was, those children didn't DNA match the people that were their parents that they were coming across with. So right. they were actually stopping traffickers, but the news spanned that as him just detaining kids. Yeah, right. But they were doing DNA tests and saying, you're saying that you're his parents and yet your DNA doesn't match. You're a fucking trafficker. You're locked up and then we lock up the kids separately. But also don't lock a kid in a cage though. Like, no, <laughs> you can take those kids. Those cages were built by Obama. But those cages, yeah, existed. Right, okay. yeah. And that's the whole thing is that again, you have to look at what the news is telling you and then what actually is fucking happening. Mm. Because as you've just said, and like I said with that drone strike at the hospital, if that was if that was Trump that drone striked a fucking uh, Doctors Without Borders hospital in Syria or wherever it was, we would have not stopped hearing about yeah. it. And yet when Obama did it, first of all, his press secretaries came out and said, no, we didn't. And then when more information came out, they came out and said, well, we did. It was an accident and we couldn't tell you the truth at the beginning because we had to protect other things. And, and it was like, and again, it just didn't get any fucking wall. Like, whereas if there was anything even slightly like that, that Trump did, we'd all know about it right now. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is everything that they've talked about, oh, he he loves fucking white nationalists and yet he's come out and, and basically said the KKK should be fucking abolished. Like all of these things. They just try and grab anything that they can and run with it that'll get enough of a following because people just listen to the news when they're driving in their car and hear whatever they say and go, oh, well, that's all there is to know. Yeah, but okay, what about in the debate when he got asked to denounce white nationalism? He just, he flat out wouldn't do it. Oh, but he he'd already he done did. it. He'd already done it yeah. so many times before that as well. And that was that he was angry at the fucking question because it didn't need to be asked. There's right. nothing that he's been done that has been in support of them. And there's a there's a collage that you can find of every time he's come out and said, "What's the other people? The Proud Boys, or whatever." He's like, "Yeah, the, the, Proud Boys, the yeah. KKK should be fucking abolished." Rah rah, and it's all on record. And yet they knew that it would be a buzz thing. So they've like asked him the question in the debate when there's really been nothing that he's done that's ever shown that he's in support of these things. They're just trying to find ways to attribute him to this fucking racist pig that they're making him out to be in the news. I got to disagree. I, yeah. I I don't know. I don't have the, I don't have the full background on, on everything the guy's ever said, but when, when Charlottesville happens, which is clearly racially provoked, and you say, you know, there's there's good there's good people on both sides. That may be true, but that's not what you fucking say when some white guys out there running over black people in his car. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's he's and definitely he's, got that them character defects. He's very he's one of them people that where if you're listening to the mainstream media, which are all owned by the same five or six corporations yeah. anyway, it all just trickles down. If you're listening to them going, Trump's a racist, Trump's this orange man, bad orange man, bad. And then you hear him speak, <laughs> you're gonna think he's a fucking yeah. You're gonna. And that's the thing. I don't think he's perfect at all. And I don't think there should be a president. That's the whole thing is that giving that much power to one person is inherently dumb. And the fact it, that yeah. it, the fact that it's not a, the fact, the, the fact that it's not a, is not a democracy. It's a, what did you call it? A constitutional day? Republic. Yeah. Yeah. So like the yeah. popular vote doesn't matter is so dumb. Yeah. It's yeah. odd. And that's it the thing. I agree odd. with all of that. And, uh, I would never want to choose him as the person who had all of the power that he has. It, the only reason I come out and say these things in support of him is because 
I look at the bigger picture about the fact that, you know, one of my best friends is a fucking Rafi and in the time that Trump's been in power, he's not in these fucking warring nations in the Middle East where there's like active conflict. Whereas for the most of his time, he's been getting fucking RPGs fired at his planes and whatever else as he's flying over into these countries because we are constantly in active war. So it's like, I look at those kinds of things and go, there's a reason for that. Why is he wanting to bring industry back to America and, and create jobs and do all of these things that has been the opposite of what we've seen with these other administrations? That's yeah. what I give a fuck about, right? On a global scale. And the biggest thing is, is that he has actually denounced China which is one, like, the, it's even happening in the US at the moment that they're finding out that all of these people that were constantly regurgitating the, the Russia collusion narrative have been in bed with Chinese spies. That's happening in the US right now. Mm. Um, that these that they've found that there was a lady called, what was her name, Fang Fang? Yeah. Christine Fang, who was on the, the Democrats' payroll, and she's this spy who has basically been found to be in bed with all of these prominent- I'd love to be a spy. Senate people. Yeah, yeah that'd yeah, be oh. interesting, wouldn't it? But then they're the same, the people that are in bed with this Chinese woman are the ones that are coming out and being like, oh, there's so much evidence about Trump and Russia, that's how they stole the election. And then he actually gets fucking, you know, it goes to trial and they go, oh yeah, we didn't find any evidence. That yeah, right. Um, colluded with them at all. So. That's what's scary is when the media can the media has so much power that they can just basically make any falsehood a true enough of a truth mm. that people will go fuck yeah I just believed whatever the fuck they told me. I was just talking to my mum about that yesterday. Is like like we don't watch the news at all. Uh, it's not like a executive decision really. It's just sort of like we like our entertainment better than news even yeah. though news is sort of trending on that entertainment side now and you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like very it's like those sports center shows where like Stephen a smith's yelling at max kellerman like that's what the news looks like now yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah but um but then mum's like well where do you get your news i'm like well if i want it i'll i'll search for it but i was acutely aware before the social dilemma came out that i was getting fed particular stuff so like I just don't I don't have like a a strong stance on democrat or or republican or liberal or labor because yeah. I know I'm just, I know I'm getting fed like whatever my computer thinks like is going to keep me on the computer longer but like yeah like Trump Trump I'm like heavily against just because of like just his, yeah, character defects, not even his policy so much. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. But like, no, I agree with that. I don't think that he is the right person for that at all. It's just about. But no one at, is no, because right. because yeah, it's exactly a, right. because it's 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 not the guy. It's not the guy or well, no women yet. But like, it's not them making the calls. No. It's oh, not. No, yeah, you it's don't it. get to be president and say, "Hey, guess what? Free free lollipops for everyone. I'm mm -hmm. signing this." Yeah, that's yeah. not how it fucking works. Yeah. You you. You don't get to sign a bill until, you know, these guys over here have said, here's, here's a bill for you to sign. So, yeah, it's just a, it's just a fucked up system. And I, I, not even just there, but just politics in general is oh, just like yeah. this. It's this, an absolute shambles, bro. Yeah. There's, no, um, there's no actual people. And that's the thing you're talking about. It should be a merit, meritocracy where it's basically the best people for the job in a team that we all actually elect that we believe have the knowledge and the power of, you know, someone's strength is economics and someone's strength is whatever it may be, uh, that then they're the people that then bring votes to us that we can continue to. Yeah. That yeah. should be the way. Make it more it of an, like an interactive kind of, um, yeah, meritocracy that, that is, is, is uh, built by democracy. So you yeah. have like a team of, let's say maybe 10, 15, 
20, just name a number of, of, of essentially like the best of the best that we vote in. And then they come up with the ideas and then, then they come back to us with the ideas and we go, all right, that, that's, that sounds good. We can see where this is leading. We can see how we can implement this. Not one dude with a fucking hammer or a pen writing yeah. up executive orders and shit. That doesn't make sense. And there should be no, there should be no classified information. As long as we have classified projects and everything else, we have a problem. Yeah. That's exactly, there's no reason. And the, the, the only excuse for it is that humans couldn't handle it. Fuck off, try us, right? Yeah. So I don't, I, I have no agreeance in any government that feels it needs to hide secrets from people. Yeah. Because then I'm not on board. So again, you know, whether I, I have positive things about Trump until it reaches a point where everything is declassified and we know about every black, book project that's ever happened yeah. and everything that's ever been done, I'm never going to be satisfied. And that's the whole thing is that the reason I give him any support and it's not him, it's the operation that I feel sits behind Trump. The reason I give it any support is because I feel like that is what the people behind him want. Mm. They want a world that is more fair. They want a world where we're not just slaving away for the fucking minimum dollar and not spending any time with our family and um, you yeah, know, benefiting brutal, isn't all it? of yeah, these. Man. I heard there was a trial I don't know if you guys have heard of it and correct me if I'm wrong. It could be in New Zealand where they're actually trialing four day work weeks. Yeah. yeah we talked yeah, about I've that. Heard about um, that too. Heaps. And that was the other one that you talked about uh, saying that about after how many hours. It was, I, th I think it was, uh, they were trialing 30 hour weeks. I mm -hmm. think it was I think they were saying after six hours of like a day, the productivity drops such an amount that you might as well not even be working for the yeah, other yeah, two hours. Of course, I do that every day. So, and I hope my boss isn't listening, but yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, absolutely tune out. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think it was Sweden, and maybe if you were saying New Zealand as well now, but like, or yeah, Sweden or Switzerland, one of those two is like they were trialing the the thirty hour or four day work week, uh, and they were getting positive results because that people were getting more time to be with their family, more time to do what they love, and the, and in the short time that they are actually there, they're they're more productive because. Yeah. They've had more willing more to, to be there, exactly and right. More, yeah. yeah, and a lot. I've recently gone down uh, my day job to four days, yep, because I just I want to focus on comedy and sure. like actually try and make something of it. Fuck nice. And I was, I was working, you know, however long, nine hours a day, and then going from work to the comedy club, spending no time with my girlfriend and my dog, and I wasn't writing any new shit. Like, yeah, cause yeah. I'm at the comedy and then I get home, it's 11. I'm like, well, I can stay up and write now. Yeah. I've got to get up for, for and then work. I've got and no fucking, I've got, I'm not in the zone and I'm the same. My, my writing has been so like lackluster in the last little while. Like I wrote in the lead up to my fringe show. Um, and then after fringe was finished and obviously we went into lockdown, like I've written a few this year since we've came back out and, and they're going okay. But again, I just don't have that. Cause I don't have the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a between obviously we got a podcast one night and then I've got a family at home. I work full time. My partner works one day on the weekend. So I'm home, uh, you know, with my son, just, just chilling out and doing stuff with him. So, and again, like trying to, f trying to sit down at night time when everyone's in bed and using that as the time to actually focus on it. It's just too hard. I mean, you're exhausted. Yeah. You've worked all day. You've done other things trying to like find that gold in the brain at that yeah. time. Do you listen to your podcast back? Not as much as I did when we started because yeah. I, uh, I I don't uh, like I'll I'll edit this and with it with the guest episodes specifically like I don't timestamp anything so it'll just say like like Clay and the boys talk about conspiracies and whatever yeah but in my solo episodes I go through it so I can timestamp 
whatever sections I've got. Yeah. So I listen to it a bit, but I've been having friends and, and only since um, doing comedy, I've been having friends like, dude, you got to turn this into a bit. I realize like I'm every time I do a solo podcast, I'm essentially writing, yeah. but I never listen to it back. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's and awesome. like, yeah, so I've started listening to them back and getting some bits. That's actually really good. You're like, you're almost like recycling your ideas yeah. that you're coming up with in a different context. Yeah, yeah so, that's really cool. So I'm just yeah. in here. I do, I only do, I used to do two episodes a week, but now I've gone down to one and I've sort of like started treating it as like a, like, sort of idea factory. Like, yeah, yeah so I, I'll go back through my episodes now and I listen to them and take some notes and try yeah, and develop killer. some bits because then. Sometimes if you if you're like I'm gonna write from ten to eleven, you sit there and you just tap in your pen or whatever. Like, whereas yeah. if you're listening back to your podcast, plus you're also gonna like the cool things I've liked is that I miss things that I like when, especially when we're talking about shit like this. The what I like going back and listening to is like realizing that oh, I actually I feel like I explained that well. Whereas mm. when you're in the flow of it, you don't really know. You're just trying to like you know have the conversation. So it's good for me to go back and be like, hey, I think you actually the nail on the head we're talking about that but it's hard because like because we're doing it for you that's awesome because you've got a solo podcast so you're actually just riffing off yourself anyway yeah which is exactly what you're going to do on stage it's probably harder for us to find like nuggets of gold in hours for comedy because unless i'm going to yeah. bring you up on stage with me like please yeah. welcome please welcome <laughs> yeah no, but just Hello. like just <laughs> there's there's definitely some ideas that you got like not the back and forth exactly yeah. like word for word but that definitely an idea that you guys talk about you can take yeah like yeah. a story or something yeah. or something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i listen Absolutely. to it back sometimes because i have to edit it so yeah. i like i listen back to it then and then sometimes i'll listen back on spotify just to make sure it like translated properly and all the voices were like level yeah there has been a time where there was a mistake or something like one of the like tracks went out of like sync with each other and yeah. him, and he's like i can hear this weird echo i can hear this weird echo and it only started from like 45 minutes into the podcast and i went back and i was like fuck so i went back and changed it and then re-uploaded the the audio and shit yeah so every now and then it's it's good to listen back but yeah like i reckon most of the time i, I don't like i'll go through and if there's something i remember that need to be taken out or a guest wanted something that they said taken out you do but yeah yeah the difficult thing is there's heaps of podcasts that i don't even get time to listen to yeah and i love listening to them and i don't and then, even find the time so it's yeah like and then listen gonna, to your own voice like when yeah. you find yeah. the time to listen to it these days especially it's like it's hard to then go cool i'm gonna listen to my own um i think when i started it was more the novelty yeah, yeah that's it yeah. i used to li yeah probably for the first like 10, 15 episodes, I used to listen to every episode. Because you were just like, man, I'm like, like a bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Listen to the listen silky to this smoothness. It's not a joke because like when I first started comedy, um, when I'd get up on stage, I had this like really smoky voice. I was like, yeah, g'day uh, guys, I'm Justin fucking spitting some fucking comedy at you. That was what happened. Yeah. And then when I started the podcast, I did the same thing. So it was almost like that nervous, like when I first start something and I'm like nervous, the voice just goes down into a bit of a smoky <laughs> yeah. time. And I pointed it out so many times that it eventually now he was like, Oh, it's gone. It's yeah, gone. Now, I just, <laughs> now we just started episode. I'm like, g'day counts. There's yeah. no smoky, there's no smoky. Yeah. I don't know why. It's such a uh, weird it like, is odd, thing, eh? isn't it? When you just like, yeah. the weird human reaction to like, to nerf oh, thing, I'm nervous. Yeah. So yeah, g'day guys. Welcome yeah. to Wormholes. Uh, another episode coming at ya. Some people like, you do notice, especially at open mics, like like some people are definitely like, um, talking, doing jokes like this. Yeah. Or some, pe some people will just yell into it. It's just like, 
fuck. Like obviously, usually there's someone on the levels, but you can still it's you Finding still that feel it. Is, so this is what I, our mate rookie started. Uh, he did his first. Um, I think were you there that night? I think that might have been his second. Yeah, second night you were there for. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and what I said to him, and what I got told to me when I first started comedy is that like your delivery and stage presence is almost more than your content. I believe that personally, yeah. because I think that you can have average jokes delivered really well and kill it. Whereas you can have amazing jokes delivered averagely and, and it get nothing. Yeah, yeah. Timing, so, timing is such a big thing. Like yeah. if the audience aren't ready to, to be set up and then the punchline, they, they, they're going to be fucking gonna throw miss. it out of You whack. notice that like, a lot with first timers too, they'll, they'll run over the top of the laughter. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. if you're getting it, let it then, fucking then, happen, yeah, dude. Like, timing. Yeah. And that's, um, and that's what I told him as well. Cause like the amount of times that I've been on stage is different from music because you're going to a, you're going to a, a beat. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of can't go forward or back from it. So it's a little bit different. But I said to him, I was like, just purposely slow everything down, mm. let things happen and then act on them because you're giving yourself a lot less time than what other people are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He had, he, he definitely had a bit of speed about him and he's a pacer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big pacer. Yeah. But for his, for his second ever gig, man, um, doing, doing very well. Yeah. Doing very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's always been my thing, man. Is that like, what, what has, elevated me to the sort of next level of my comedy is being able to, you know, obviously I think the content is, has come a distance as well, but it's been really nailing that delivery and the, yeah, like wait, giving that extra pause because it's the thing you would know yourself, man. Sometimes a joke that you've done a few times will all of a sudden just absolutely ruin a room unexpectedly. Yeah. And then you'll go, fuck yeah, that's a mainstay. And then you'll do it the next week and it's fucking crickets. And you're like, how the fuck did I just, and it's like same audience, like same amount of people in the audience yeah. and the same sample size. And yet one time they're fucking crying. And then the next time it just kind of like gets a light chuckle. So being prepared for those and knowing yeah. that like, you know, all right, I'm going to give that, let that bake in the oven for a while and then go back into the next bit or the next time it kind of misses, you're like, well, all right, speed round into the next one. Yeah. yeah, That's that's a very big craft and a part of it, which I feel like I've gotten to the point and it only happens from like Craig uh, Egan said to me, man, it's all, it's pilot hours, bro. Like until you've, and fringe for me was huge because I got picked to do next gen. So I did 10 shows of 10 minutes each and one night I hosted. Yeah. Um, and then I did my 12 night fringe run, which is more uh, like I did more in that fringe than I'd probably done in the two years before because yeah. I just only do occasional shows and coming out of that, man, like it just makes such a difference when you're able to do it night in, night out and really find what works constantly. Um, it's That's what I was saying to you when we had that, we both came back at the same time after yeah. coronavirus like I just felt like I was restarting. Like yeah. I was getting oh, I was so comfortable on stage during Fringe, and then like I came back to that gig, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Like this feels so foreign. How long have you been doing it for now? Um, Comedy. I think. Uh, I think just over a year. I think I started in September yeah, of okay. uh, 2019. And yeah, you're already yeah. doing very well, man. Like I, 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 I feel, I feel, I it. feel like I've improved a lot. But I felt I felt a bit spoiled because just by chance, like I I don't I didn't follow Rhino Room on Facebook or anything. Just by chance, I went at like a Rhino Room birthday um, or one mic stand birthday or something. So my first gig was a packed house. Yeah, and nice. Like it's always easier. Like I'm sure I'm sure you can bomb in a packed house. I haven't yet, thank God. But yeah, that night it was just fucking like I could say what like I don't know probably up there with my top 
three or four gigs. Yeah, and it's yeah, your first oh, one. So well, same thing happened to me, bro, because the open mic in the old Rhino room was fucking stupidly busy. Yeah, so I, Monday I, I went there. in the old Rhino was just insane. And I've been doing it for like seven, eight years now, but I've only really taken it seriously probably in the last two. Mm. I would literally, I stopped doing open mics after about 10 times because I got asked to do a cranker and then I'd just wait for a cranker. Yeah. And maybe that comes in a month, maybe that comes in three months and that was all the gigs I was doing. Yeah, right. Um, and the problem was as well for me is that I was doing new material every single fucking time because the gig would come around and all my friends would come out again and I didn't want them to watch the same shit. And yeah. it wasn't until not this fringe gone, but last fringe where I did about five or six shows in quick succession that I went, I can't do new material for all of these. Yeah. Or do I want to? Because one of the shows was one that I put on myself. I was like, I want to make sure that I do a really good job. And so then I, I kind of, for the first time ever, did exactly what I should have been doing the whole fucking time yeah. and actually honed some material and fucking ruined with it. And I was like, wow, this is, I've actually, it was like, even though I knew that people had told me the entire time I was doing comedy that you got to like, work on a on a on a you know a certain few jokes and build around it until you get something solid yeah i was like nah fuck the format i'm just gonna do new shit every time and fucking kill it yeah and i did okay enough that it was okay but nothing ever got to get honed because i was doing new shit yeah so as soon as that 2019 fringe came around and i actually did a pretty core set for most of those shows and then was getting this amazing feedback. I was like, fuck, man, I should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. And then out of that fringe, just started getting booked for all these extra shows through 2019. And then obviously this year, you know, got picked for next gen, started doing Rhino Fridays and stuff like that at the end of 2019. Um, had that amazing fringe run with Jay and Rudes. And, and now it's just a completely different, I mean, I got fucking Amos Gill hit me up for a show um, recently. Yeah, the Thursday night. For, Shit, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Open for that, and then I walked off of there, and you know, he told me I fucking killed it, and then messaged me the next day and said I fucking killed it. I was like, that's awesome. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. That's such a huge achievement for me because he was he was on the rise when I started. That's how yeah. long that I've been doing it for is that he was starting to like get to prominence at on an open mic stage in 2012 when I started. Um, and now he's fucking, you know, touring the world with Jim Jeffries and yeah. shit. So I've seen him, I've, I've, I've seen him open for Jim before, but I think the first time I saw him do stand, like obviously knew him from the radio, but first time I saw him do stand up, he was like opening for Ari Shafir or something in Adelaide. Like, yeah. and I was like, fuck, that's the radio guy. Like, yeah, I didn't even know he did. I wasn't like in the Adelaide oh, yeah, comedy scene right, at yeah. that stage. So I didn't even know he was doing stand up. Yeah, and he's fucking good, man. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he is. a straight up killer. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it's just cool, man. I've, I've had so many cool opportunities, but, and I'm now I'm just loving the podcast. The cool thing is, is that like, I stressed about comedy last year because it started to become like a big part of my life. So I was really like putting into it. And now I've kind of put it on the back burner a little bit again, because I'm just enjoying the podcasting so much that I'm like, I'm almost back in that phase of like gigs will come when they come. Yep but it's more of like a comfortable they'll come when they come because I've, an, I've, I've established myself as like a comedian that can do it at enough of a level that I don't need to actively seek them out. And if I do have a big gap between gigs, I'm not as stressed or, or worried about it because now I've got the podcast to be like- Yeah, creative outlet for Creative you, outlet. Yeah. So it's, I think it's such a good, do you find that as well? That like, that obviously you're trying to channel more time into the comedy, but because you get to have some sort of creative outlet, that it's not as stressful, like wondering where the next gig's gonna come yeah, from. Yeah, it's not. I don't have like a a need to to get a fix um, in terms of a creative uh, outlet because of the podcast. But um, I, I do stress a lot 
about um, not getting gigs because I do want to get better. I do want yeah, to. I do want to be able to tour. I do want people to know who I am, so I can go to Sydney, go to Melbourne, go to Perth, yep. go to Brisbane, and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, like I've been doing it for one year with coronavirus, so like fucking eight months yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so like probably expecting a lot more of myself. Like, but I, I guess that's. If you don't have those expectations of yourself, how do you how do you get to that point? You know exactly. So, yeah, yeah, man, you no, got you got exactly. a whole high standard for yourself. Yeah. That's in everything. As yeah, well, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. But also, don't get yourself down. Like that's the thing. It's about finding that balance between being like heavily motivated and like setting that bar for yourself, but also realizing that there are other factors that are controlling it. So if you maybe don't hit that mark as quickly as you wanted to or whatever, that it's not a big issue and mm. you just got to keep grinding. And I think that's the big thing that I, the position that I'm at at the moment where I'm like, I'm not like stressing about making sure that I'm doing this and doing that. Whereas I'm kind of like, you know what? I've worked really hard over the last two years now. And uh, now I'm just kind of like going to pick my battles and, and whatever and find that way because see for me i'm gonna start getting more into trying to put shows on yeah i've done it a couple of times now and i'm and i've really enjoyed that aspect of it and it gives me an opportunity to do shows as well right so um you know i've been uh, in contact with like areas down my way in in the north and i want to start doing there's a very big market and it's not being tapped into as much as it was in the last sort of decade or so in country town pubs yep um, where they will basically say, you you take everything that comes through the door, set your ticket price, you send us a flyer, we'll put it all up over the pub and you'll get 50, 80 people in here without even fucking batting an eyelid. Yep. Um, it's an opportunity to make money. If you're doing it at a hotel, they'll likely give you cheaper accommodation or even still you're going to make enough that it's not the price of paying 100, 150 bucks for a night is not a problem. And you're going to have a killer show because yeah. they love it. They absolutely yeah, fucking love it. Because they don't do it. anything, but have anything like that coming, coming through. through. Yeah, so the same thing with music, man. Like you put a show on in, I was going to play a show in Roxby Downs a couple of years ago. Didn't end up going ahead for whatever reason, but like the amount of people that even just in, in the event that were like, oh fuck, like there's, there's a show coming to Roxby Downs. That's going to be fucking sick. Like yeah. People just full get around it. So I can imagine with comedy, it would probably be even easier because you got to lug less gear and there's less setup. So you could just roll in there, like tell some funny jokes and everyone's just like, yeah, this is such a good night. We're actually out here doing something. So and yeah. you can go away for a weekend and do like say Berry, Renmark and Loxton or whatever in a, in a three night run or even two in a night. And you know, if you're doing 20, 25 bucks a ticket, you take a couple of comedians on the road with you, you can easy make two, three grand in a weekend yeah. going and doing that. And that's the kind of thing that I, I know that my comedy's at a point now that I could go there and do well enough that people would want me to come back again. Mm. So that's the kind of stuff I want to focus on. Um, so that's my kind of goal for now that Rona is finally, hopefully done is that into 2021, I want to start contacting these pubs Fuck and yeah. trying to establish a little run. Well, hit us um, up if you need an opener. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, let's say fucking me, you and Rudes jumped in a fucking car yeah. with a mic fucking stand and that in the back and went and hit three pubs up over a weekend and just all came home with a fucking $1,500 in our pocket Yeah, for, for easy work, man, to go and do, let's say we do 20 minutes each with an hour show where we all just back announce each other the exact same thing that I did of my friend show with Rudes and Jay, easy money. Yeah, yeah easy money. Market, yeah. market around and you good. Yeah. And they're uh, chomping at the bit to have us back because you know it's not just being oh yeah we paid this money and we had a couple of fucking like absolute drop kicks come down and fucking the mic was making the whistly noise next to the fucking yeah. speaker the whole time. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know how to fix it. And like, you know, it's, it would be a show that it's at a high enough level that they would be messaging us and saying, hey, let's make this a fucking yeah. yearly thing or whatever. Yeah. Because I've not stopped hearing from the locals about how good it was. Um, I think that's worth the time, man. Fuck yeah. 
So, yeah, that's my big goal for, for 2021 and, and moving forward is that Adelaide is – there's a lot of comics in Adelaide, man. There's quite oh, a yeah. few. So you got to you got to make that effort to kind of go. All right, cool. If I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and and wait for gigs. I'm gonna make them happen. Mm. Um, and like down north, I mean, now Kim Lee's doing the Bridgeway, which I did that recently, which was amazing. Um, but that's like the only one that happens in the north, and there are fucking a million pubs down there. Too. Yeah, like there yeah. there is opportunities to make stuff happen where you will be able to do it. Maybe not weekly, but a monthly or you know couple of yearly show where you can have a massive turnout for it and make some money and get to do your craft at the same time. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm focusing yeah, on. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, well, I'm glad we got into the quiz early. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, that's the biggest <laughs> tangent we've ever been on. Like, yeah, you said we'd tangent off it and we did an was, hour. Yeah, that was one question. So we got uh, right. five more hours. Question um, two. <laughs> uh, do you guys have a hard out? What time is it? It's like, 11. No, no, no. I'm good, man. Like, yeah, I'm, probably, I'll probably go about half an hour left. Yeah. All right, let's bang all through right, let's these. let's smash them then. Let's do it. Uh, question two. What organization is responsible for guarding the 150-foot tall ice wall that circles the flat earth? Oh, <laughs> shit. What organization? Is it Antifa? No. The ice wall, the flat earth? Yeah. Well, is there an actual... That's a, that's a fucking trick question, isn't it? The fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't. I Is don't it Chris know. Pratt? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Apparently, it's uh, supposedly NASA. Oh. oh, that would make sense. Okay, yeah, because yeah, they're yeah, the ones yeah. lying to us about. Yeah, the yeah, because they're the fucking yeah, yeah, about true. the moon landing. Hey, what, yeah. do you, what do you guys think about the moon landing? Oh, we've talked about oh, this. How heaps much lately. of a tangent do we want to go? Yeah, on? I know. <laughs> yeah, that's. Like, we, We'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. We're already at the official. The official recount is weird. Whether we went there or not, yeah. yeah, When you come on wormholes, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Save that because we're gonna have you on soon. So we'll we'll save moon landing for them. Um, where did the second shooter allegedly hide during the Kennedy assassination? Oh, see, that's there's a lot of different theories about that. See, mine's in the car. Yeah. See, I thought I thought it was in the car too. The guy, the driver. Yeah, I've always thought the driver. Yeah. Wouldn't. Jackie, you've seen? Or is she part of it? Is it that deep? Well, you never Who know. Who knows? But there's, okay. a, there's a few good videos that show something. Again, they're very old and blurred, mm. but it kind of looks like one of the, and the where they show like the exit wound and everything kind of looks like he fucking got gathered around and shot him. Oh, shit. Yeah, you yeah. can watch it on the videos. It's like, like he well, said. Well, this is a more mainstream answer. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, but you're going to go with the car? Yeah, yeah I'm right. going to say car. Um, grassy Knoll. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what everyone, yeah. Um, oh, Shannon Noel on the grassy knoll. Oh, Shannon Noel. Um, I got a car. <laughs> I got a big black like presidential car. vehicle. Uh, at atrazine-based herbicide approved for use by the government by the U.S. government, uh, promoted Infowars Alex Jones to proclaim what? Atrazine is that? Is that you talking about Monsanto like glyphosate? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know this one. I'm thinking of. I was went yeah, straight for Roundup. I, I went too. straight for Roundup. Yeah, as Roundup. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called again? Atrazine promoted uh, what? Sorry, atrazine. Oh, atrazine. Atrazine-based herbicide approved for use by the U.S. government promoted Infowars Alex Jones to proclaim what? That it caused cancer is what I'm going to yeah. go with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the government is turning the frogs gay. Oh, the frogs. Oh, gay the thing, frogs gay one. thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. I went straight to the whole. Yeah, we're, 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 we're too like, all right, here's yeah. the fucking. <laughs> GMO. GMO. <laughs> and Roundup is causing cancer, which actually, that's a that's a proven thing. It is, yeah. Quick tangent. Is, so the, the, uh, they won a case against Monsanto 
about the, you know, Roundup, like the yeah. weed killer. Yeah. yeah, they actually lost the case that that does cause cancer despite telling everyone for however long that it was completely safe to use. Wow. Yeah. So is so, it gone? Um, it's, I think it's changed. I think the the whatever the formula is that they use to yeah, create they it now it, is different. Oh, okay. Um, and obviously it's not like, you know, if you're just doing your local, but you're talking about people that are out in fucking crop fields or yeah. whatever yeah, like that ended up coming shit. with all of these fucking defects and shit growing on them. And then the, you know, the common denominator was I work with this supposedly safe weed killer every day. So it went to like the fucking uh, Supreme Court and, and they ended up uh, winning the case and uh, whatever. I don't know exactly what the outcome of that was. I just know that they had to admit that, that there was course cancer causing concerns. Wow. Mm. C's. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. with Roundup Weed Killer. Wow. Mm. Uh, okay. So fifth question. According to conspiracists... CERN's Large Hadron Collider was built to re- revive which ancient god? Oh. Is it Isis? The statue at the front of there is, 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 the, is, the, is the statue of Isis at the front of CERN. I thought it was she. Osiris? Is that what you uh-huh. mean by Isis? So at the front of CERN, there's a statue of the deity Isis. Oh, god. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Is, that, is that Isis though? I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what I heard. I've got Osiris. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe, 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 maybe. Is it... Um, the the Egyptian god of the dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's some weird shit that goes on at fucking. Oh CERN. yeah. What's it done like this? So CERN is the uh yeah like basically the company that runs the hadron collider. But there's a theory that they use that thing to try and like open fucking parallel, like to open portals and shit like that. Because what's happening they is they're smashing these protons together or like these 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 uh, like um atoms of I think they're using light. They they've got this massive like it's a massive donut essentially, electromagnetic mm. donut that they, they they spin through and they speed it up and they speed it up to like I think it's like ninety nine point nine percent the speed of light. And then what they do is they do one the other way and and then they get them to they make them collide. And then when they collide, like that's how they're trying to like measure it to be able to search for like the, the Higgs boson particle and stuff like that. But what they were finding is they were finding when they collided, they were making like mini black holes. Where is it? I think like uh, the border of France yeah. and Germany maybe? Oh, yeah, nice. with the weird statues like and shit. And they had like these dancing rituals and shit out the front of it. Like it, it got it's quite like, kind of like yeah, occulty. It's, it's not oh, scientific. Right. Not so very like if you've got, yeah, if you've got this thing that's yeah. supposed to be purely silence where they're like colliding, you know, we'll just say protons together. Mm. Um, and then you've got this like weird like statue of a god and then people like dancing and doing like this ritualistic dance around it. Kind of seems fucking weird that they're yeah. like yeah. So there was a belief that there was more. Yeah, like, but they very well could be like they very well what they could be going is under the belief that Osiris lives in a different dimension. We're not going to go into dimensions and densities yeah. yeah. because yeah. we'll be here forever. Yeah. But the idea of it is like when they were smashing these heavy enough particles together, it would rip it in a certain way that it would lead to that dimension, and then he could walk through this way or. He, she could walk through. Yeah, and I don't know why anyone would want so, that. But yeah. but yeah, who knows, man? That's the thing. We don't, we can't. Partial points for that. So we're on $15. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. And last question to double out to $30. Oh, let's do board. it. Let's fucking yeah. do it. What is the common conspiracy name for covert global aerosol geoengineering? Oh. Chemtrails. Yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck 30 yeah. bucks. 30 Hell bucks yeah. for Boom. Beyond Blue. Fantastic. Fuck yeah. Um, all right, so plug, 
plug the show, plug your socials, um, and then yeah, send them to me as well, so I can chuck them in the episode description and all that. Awesome. Away. Yeah. So obviously, um, Wormholes Podcast on Facebook, uh, Wormhole at Wormholes Podcast on IG, which we've just got up and running. So uh, we've only got about fifty followers on that. So please go and follow that one um, because my actual personal IG got nuked, and um, that's about it. That's all we got. Don't yeah. worry about the YouTube at the moment. Don't worry about because, YouTube. Um, after a video's got deleted, we're just going to let that sit for now until we start full video, which we're going to do in, in the new year. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you do yeah, want to, that's that's Wormholes Podcast. Yeah, Wormholes Podcast well. on yep. YouTube. So. And obviously find the actual full episodes of the podcast on any any podcast platform. Literally, we've got some. You yeah. see the thing? We hit the charts in Peru. I did see that. Yeah, in, I Peruvian, see that. in the Peruvian the Peru- Apple Podcast the, the, comedy the, the, charts. The Peruvian like, battle oxes that is yeah. all about our shit, man. They're so into the, uh, yeah. conspiracies I, I signed there. up for Chartable just like, for whatever, and then all of a sudden I got a notification, like, you've hit the charts in Peru. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. So <laughs> Three as, of them are sitting around the campfire listening to us. As like, Ace said, though, like, we're 236 out of 237. Yeah, yeah, podcasts. yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, uh, got to keep that grind. That's keep it, keep that grind. We don't stop. But thanks so much for having us yeah, on. Yeah, yeah no worries. Thanks for really making the time. This is the earliest podcast I've ever done and also one of the most intense I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. Uh, so we'll tick that off the fucking bucket list of yep. the... Yeah. The two beers before 12 podcast clay welcome to the potty edition yeah and if you're uh, if you're new to the show coming across from wormholes subscribe like rate review do all that good shit welcome to the potty uh and as always bung bung, bung, bung. peace out Welcome to